is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Let's take them to school, Jazz. Well, hello, beautiful. You're looking at a live shot of the Ford Center and Tostitos Championship Plaza here in Frisco at the star home of the Dallas Cowboys. Hello, everyone. And being more specific, what's up, Cowboy Nation? You are now rocking with the best. I'm Heckma Harrison. And joining me in the SWBC Mortgage Studios is none other than editor-in-chief of the what are you laughing about? Uh, it's Friday. Go in. Not Beacon 900. That's my yeah, man. Right. Editor, hey, editor hey, in God. chief. You know, Kirk Daniels. It's Friday. He's supposed to hey. go in on Friday. Come on, man. Let me get. get why uh, come I'm you sorry. interrupting my you opening? Hello, beautiful. I, mean, I thought you were talking about I me. practice that in the, in the mirror every morning, and then you just. My fault. I Jesse, had it. Back to the top. We can get, I'm sorry. Jesse, that's why I love you. Sorry. All right. And, and reality show winner, oh, Emmy, wow. Emmy wow. nominated. <laughs> but we got to come up with a good nickname for this guy. Uh, none other than Mr. <laughs> Jesse Holly, a former cowboy of the Dallas Cowboys. And on the line with me is a whole lot of rings, uh, three-time Super Bowl champion, Mr. Nate Newton. They used to call him the kitchen. But if you see him, he don't look much like the kitchen no more, man. Looking more like the Dutch oven. Yeah. You see, you see, Nate. Well, Nate <laughs> like losing that fryer. weight, boy. The, the air, fryer. air fryer. That's the air what the name. The Not fryer. the Dutch oven. The air fryer. I like, that. <laughs> I like the air fryer. <laughs> Nate and the guy that is is forever will be. We'll have to call him by his nickname. Oh Lord! <laughs> Come on, Jesse. He got a Super Bowl too. He got a. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting to the Super Bowl. I'm just. Gonna, I want to talk about the nickname. Let's talk about that. It. He will be referred to from <laughs> now on. It. Let's talk None about other it. than. Do we put uh, black in front of that? Or did we just call him? <laughs> let's let's ask him because he's the one that gave himself his name. All right. Do we call you? Do we call you Black <laughs> Zeus or do we just Zeus Black? Zeus. Which one is it? Which one you want? Which one do you prefer? Since you gave yourself the nickname, Caramel Brown Zeus. Caramel. You're not even caramel. I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. I will not call. You're not even on the mocha special. Not now, man. I will call caramel. What if he way down the street? What up, Uncle Yell? Hey, yo, caramel. I can't yell. I can't yell. Thank y'all for riding with us. Appreciate y'all being here. We're hanging with the boys and guys. We got a great show planned and jesse you came in here wound up like a three dollar clock i already know what's on your mind but before but before i get to all of that guys i want to make this a point to check everybody's mentals yes today check your mentals how is everyone doing and nate i'm gonna start with you brother I'm doing fabulous man it's good to hear that you guys are feeling great and pumped up and uh Jesse, glad to hear you. Uh, glad that you are there. You know, Emmy Award winning. I'm glad that Kurt there with his high uh, credit score. I'm glad that Caramel is there. <laughs> <laughs> you too, Heckman. I'm glad to hear your voice leading this show. <laughs> I was not. Isaiah, how are you uh, this fine afternoon, brother? Man, thank you for checking out my mental, man. Speaking on mental, shout out to everybody on the Cowboys media team that played a part yes. in, the, in the documentary, yes. the Deep Blue documentary, Brain yeah. Game. I know my guy Jesse played a part in it. Thank I had you. a very small thank role in it as shared, well. But, you guys shared some powerful stories in that. that sure was, did. Yeah. No, that was, yeah, it was a, They did a great job with that, man. So, uh, But but my mental's good. My mental's good. It's a little, it's a little shaking coming off of practice yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get into that. Yes, but uh, but overall, I am good. I woke up. I'm, I'm I still got dreads. I still I'm not I'm not ashy. I'm not feeling good. <laughs> hey, hey, Kurt, Kurt, how about you? How are you, sir? Well, I don't think I'm ashy. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but I'm doing good. Yeah, a little stressed uh, for uh, got deadlines hanging over me, but yeah. I'm, 
Happy to be you, here you, with you guys. Don't, don't worry about it. You got it, white chocolate mocha. White chocolate mocha. <laughs> white chocolate mocha. This is, I don't know how we go through this. this we got do. white chocolate mocha. We got caramel. On, I, I don't know, man. This how we do, baby. Look, look I'm going to get right to it. Yesterday's practice, obviously, you guys are, are, are probably thinking to yourself, what in the heck is going on? You guys are probably, yeah, I'm sorry about that, guys. You guys are probably thinking to yourself, look, what in the heck from that practice yesterday? Uh, but give me your thoughts, and, I, and I'll start with you. Uh, Can I we start know, with Zeus first? You want to start with Zeus Yeah, first? he was there. Let's start with Zeus to get his vantage point, and then we'll branch out from there. Okay. Zeus, tell well, me what you think. Coming off of yesterday's practice, uh, let's, let's start with the positives. The positives were that, Offensively, there were some guys that showed up. There were some guys that showed up in a sense of uh, seeing Fajoko was out there making some plays, uh, and that's something that I personally hadn't seen out of him up to date, so that was encouraging. Dennis Houston continued to be that um, that, that sure thing uh, option for Dak, not for Will Greer, not for Cooper Rush, not for Ben DiNucci, but for Dak Prescott. That's Dennis Houston, the undrafted free agent. And then, you know, there's, um, and then you had Jalen Tolbert. Those three guys stepped up and did a really good job. Uh, on the offensive line, Tyler Smith, you know, he seemed to show some poise. He didn't get caught up in, in their emotions. So that was encouraging to see. Dak was showing poise in the pocket, which is, you know, obviously that's something that we expect out of QB1, but, you know, he, he showed that as well. Defensively, Dan Quinn felt pretty good. I spoke with him following practice. He felt good um, with their execution. I think that those guys were getting a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson and that offensive front for the Denver Broncos. Uh, every time I kicked over there, it seemed like the third-string team was getting their butts kicked for the most part. So that's something that we'll definitely have our eyes open to uh, for tomorrow evening's game. The bad part, and I'm going to let Nate expand on this, is the offensive line. And it was not encouraged by any measure. The defensive line for Denver Broncos literally just, just slapped them continuously. And there's only one person seemingly on that whole offensive line that stood up for themselves, and that was Terrence Steele. Other than that, and I don't I don't really know what to make of this. She said mm. not necessarily getting beat, they just didn't fight back. Oh no, they were getting beat too. <laughs> no, 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 they were getting beat as well. Don't don't get it mistaken. The defensive line stayed in the backfield. The offense the offense, Dallas Cowboys offense was not able to establish any form of running game, even in that thudding that thudding up type setting. They were they were struggling to create any kind of any kind of scenes for T P uh, for, for Zeke, any of those guys, none of those guys can really get anything going. And then whenever they did drop back and pass, it was either a quick pass or they were getting pressure. There was a couple passes that you guys might have seen on the highlights where CD had a good pitch on a post route where he really turned he turned his guy around. So that was a nasty route. Dak put a nice ball on him. But other than that, there weren't a lot of big big time plays out there. Most of the stuff, Denver controlled it. From the understanding that I got, Isaiah, was that it was more what we saw uh, in our pra- in our padded practices, the first ourselves, it, it's not it's not the whole group breaking down at one time. It's one guy breaking down a major play where it could right. be a big play, but you got this one guy in the backfield, or you got this one guy that's penetrated. Uh, you know, I heard on a jet sweep, even with uh, Turpin, you know, they the tight end missed this block and forced the play out wide. So it, it's it's that inconsistency that I continue to, to tell you guys we got we're a month out. And they're going and after this Denver game, don't split reps anymore. I mean I heard that uh I heard two different people that, you know, they liked it uh Smith a little bit better than um than than Connor, but Connor's had his McGovern had his his good plays, you know. So uh the only consistent thing that I heard was the center was okay. The right guard is the right guard. The left tackle is the left tackle. But he got hurt, and uh, and like you say, still the only one that you know he wasn't he he was getting beat here and there. But he was he he had some fight to him. He had some pushback to him. So uh, am I correct in what I'm saying here? In the information that I'm gathering, Isaiah. Yes, you are. You're absolutely correct. And you know, I know you want to talk about the tackle position, Josh Ball. 
did not no, we're not going to talk about him. My grandmom's okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move along. And so we're going to stay right there. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all, Nate. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And we're talking about the joint practices yesterday at the UC Health Training Center for the Denver Broncos. And, and guys, there was so much about yesterday for me. I think there's some positive things to take from it. I, I thought that Dak, for sure, uh, looked good. And we'll, we'll get, in, get into talking about him. But the things on the, that really troubled me, you guys are, are covering, but I think for me, it's seeing Connor McGovern go with the first team, take those first team reps, trying to understand where Tyler Smith is, how he's playing into this, and if we're I know it's too early to have buyer's remorse, but that's an automatic red flag for me when I don't see the young guy go out there. Nate, what did you think about that when you saw Connor, you know, McGovern taking those reps? It's just I don't understand, and, I, and I'll probably say this until they make a definite call on which guy, but you keep telling me this guy is aggressive, he's a, he's a culture changer, he's smart, and, uh, and but he's not getting enough of first-team reps. I mean, even though it was a mishmash, a lot of guys, once the, the left tackle went down, they started just switching players in and out from the understanding that I get. But mm-hmm. – I would like to see this guy if he's everything, you know. Quit blowing smoke at us. At us, we, we're intelligent enough. It's something about why this kid is not your starting left guard, and I don't know the answers. I'll be, and that'll be one of the main things I'm going to be confronting one of the coaches about. Why isn't this guy starting if he's our guy? I've had two scouts tell me he's our guy, and I've had coaches say, "Well, he's coming along." Why isn't he our guy? We need to know after Denver going into the practices with the um, Chargers because they're going to bring a whole different level of intensity Ooh. in practice. Right. And that's where our offensive line, this should be a learning point. It even happened to our our guys with the Raiders and with a few other teams that, with the Chargers that we practiced against. When I played, you learned that it could be a different tempo depending on who you're practicing against. And, th- and these guys brought a different, from my understanding, from the 8,000 people I called, and plus Isaiah's input, that the tempo was so different that I, it took our offense a minute to catch up. Wow. Do, do you think this is kind of overall, I mean, obviously there's good that comes out of these scrimmages like this because you're seeing, like you said, different pace, different tempo, that kind of thing, but Overall, when you're asking the guys to, to travel up to Denver, it was hot out there, I guess. Um, altitude was a problem, it sounds like, for guys like Gallimore. Is it worth the cost and, and the trouble and time and all that to, to do these types of things? Yes. Yes, 100%. Yes, because no environment is going to be the same. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The more that you can experience, the more that you go through, the more that your mind has to, has to register, it, it, be, it becomes second nature after a while. It, 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 I promise you, it's like a dog. You know, it, once you go into one dog's yard and beat him up, you know, in this condition, then you go to the next dog's yard and you beat him up. What, you if, you, what if you're the one getting beat up? And then you, can, you, 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 you learn from the experience and make sure you don't get caught in the same place at the same time in the same way the next time. It's, it's about experience. It's about experience. You, your kid deals with this in baseball, am I correct? Different places, different times, sure. different crowds. Your kids deal with it, and I'm quite sure you tell them, Kurt, baby, you got to learn to deal with this. This is, the, this is the bulldog world. Now, Jesse, let me ask you this. Now, Coach Mike McCarthy spoke at length in the press conference about wanting to have productive reps. And how he talked to uh, head coach of the Broncos, Coach Hackett, uh, about you know making sure that both of these teams came away, both of these teams came away from the joint practices with those productive reps. Things got chippy immediately, and he talked about you know look, this, this is not the time to be tough and and all of that. As much as being made about the the personality uh, of this team, who are they? Um, when you look at a practice like that and all the things that Isaiah was just talking about, about Steele being the guy that was really just repping for himself, how did you feel when you saw that and you looked around and you're like, look, man, our, our guys are getting thrown out the club? When is a good time to be tough? <clears throat> Serious question. When is? When is a good time to be tough in the game of football? All the time. Okay. Now, let me make a distinct difference between – Tough or toughness and fighting. 
there's a huge difference. And so when you hear that, when I say the Cowboys are not a tough football team or didn't display toughness, it has absolutely nothing to do with six fights. Absolutely nothing. I don't care about the fights. To me, toughness is I come in and I dominate you Mm -hmm. from the start, period. That's toughness. That's me coming in, setting the tone and saying, you know what? I was a part of this team last year when y'all came down here and beat the brakes off us. (laughs) I was a part of that team. Now I'm going to come in here and I'm going to dominate my matchup. The thing that I want people to go back and watch, the Bradley Chubb hitting Zeke Elliott in the backfield. Please, I don't care about the hit. Don't care about the hit. Celebration. No, I don't care about the celebration. What I care about is go back and watch the play and watch how the Cowboys walk back to the huddle. Heads were hanging low. I don't care about the fight, fellas. I don't care about that. You walk back to the huddle. I, I promise you, go watch the play. It's, it's out there. It's out there in the Twitter world verse. Go out there and watch the play. Jokers is looking around at each other. Their energy, the, the Broncos' energy is different. The Cowboys walk back to the huddle, and you just watch. I, I promise you, go back and watch this play. I wish you, I should have told Jazzy to have it up so you can have it, see it on the screen. Go back and watch the energy of our players walking back to the huddle. That ain't tough to me. My form of toughness is I'm going to bust yo every single play. Not fighting. Not fighting. But I'm going to drive you five yards back. I'm going to pancake you. I'm going to make sure that you know that every time you deal with me, I'm like that. Nothing to do with fighting. I don't care about that. Ain't tough to me. I know a lot of dudes. I know a lot of dudes who sell lip service. Wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. Ain't gonna kill nothing. Won't let nothing die. <laughs> to me, the toughness when you step across those white lines and you put on a uniform, especially full padded uniform against another team, another man. Here's my time to because to, to, I don't know when I may see you again. I might see you somewhere down the line in the Super Bowl. I want you to know when you looked across, when you looked across and saw one six in that cowboy uniform, you knew for a fact your hands were full a day. <laughs> every single down, every single snap. God, I gotta play that Holly kid again. God, Lee, this joker just don't stop. That's toughness to me, man. He gonna try to dominate me every single time. That's toughness to me. That's letting your nuts hang and saying, "Listen here, dude." I'm a man just like you. But today, you gonna hold as they do in prison, you're gonna hold my pocket. Mm-hmm. You I'm, I'm gonna turn this pocket inside out on these pants, and you're gonna walk with me and hold my pocket today. <laughs> That's tough. I don't care about fights, but letting that man know I own you. I'ma dominate you. And when I see the way that they walk back to the to the huddle, how they wasn't trying to put dudes in the dirt and put jokers on their back and give them grass things on their back. See, that's when, I, that's when we go. That's when we go out and we see San Francisco, and they walk out with the boombox playing Super Gremlin, and Debo and Trent Williams is walking out, and they put folks on their back, and, and 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 made you tuck your tail. See, that's toughness to me. I don't care about no fights, fellas. And I'm not gonna sit here. And, and I'm I'm passionate about it because I gotta deal with people online who 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 call out of work for sinus infections. Y'all can't tell me about toughness. <laughs> you know, I don't want to hear about toughness. I know what it looks like. I know what it is. And to me, it ain't about the fights. It's about what you represent as a man when you're going up against another man from a team that for those guys who were here last year, put foot off, put foot off in your yes, sir. you know what. Now Isaiah, at home. Now, Isaiah and Nate, whichever one of you guys want, want to go behind that, man, what it, it, did you have the same reaction uh, to that play, specifically uh, the Ezekiel Elliott play? Well, I've always had a reaction to that when you hit my my starting running back or my starting quarterback. The thing that bothered me about the play is you let a guy go free. And and to more to Jesse's point, I've been uh, guys have gotten the best of me, but the, but the, at the end of the play, I'm not letting you go free on my guys. And I'm a I'm gonna know who to block, and I'm gonna stay on that block. You may even push me into the guy, but 
I'm going to be between you and that guy. And when you make your play, I'm going to still be on you. So when you, even when you're trying to dance, I'm going to still have a hold of you. What our guys are not doing is they are not staying with the guy. Too many quick escapes. Too many guys letting guys leak off. Finish the play is what Jesse's saying. Even when, when they look up, they may be like, okay, I got a hit for a loss. But there's Nate hanging on to me like a, like a bulldog. You hear me keep saying that? Like a Buddha, that that is the that is the changing of culture. When you stay on a guy, when you just relentless about getting out there, guy, and not just letting him just run free, and we that's what we've been having as offensive line too much is guys running free. Isaiah, you were there, and, and what was your re- initial reaction? Yeah, so it wasn't what made just just attention to simply because it was a toss crack, right? So it was kind of like a twenty-eight toss crack. The ball was going to the right. Here he said, a bunch that guys were pulling and going off to the right side. So typically, you let that backside deep at the end run free because right, he, there's right. no way he should he should be able to get to the ball. Yeah, he cut back. Um, but the reason why Jeeks ended up putting his foot in the ground, you know, to Nate's point is there is there is some seepage in the middle of the, of the offensive line. It was a lot I more seepage. <laughs> And a lot it, more to see, Pete. There's some steepage. So there, there's one of the deepest alignment and linebackers, I couldn't remember what it was, got vertical in the middle of the front, and that's what caused Zeke to put his foot in his ground. When he put his foot in the ground, now that backside man, you know, obviously he just happened to be an all-pro defensive end, uh, came free and knocked the mess out of Zeke. Immediately, my reaction was, uh-oh, here we go. Here we go. That was my immediate reaction simply because of the fact that I don't care if it's Zeke's fault, I don't care whose fault it is, you're not going to get a free hit on my player. You're not teeing off on my guy, especially a guy of that caliber, in, in a practice setting where we're supposed to just be setting up. And this, and this is where your, your, your offensive line coach and your, and your offensive coordinator has to go into the meeting and ask themselves as coaches and question their position coach to say, Fellas, do this guy understand when we're toss sweeping on any sweep at the outside to the right or the left that the backside guy should not be able to get to our player because the front side guys are going to overreach to make sure there's no cutback. There's no cutback. We, you, you have to know that as, as a running back, and you have to know that as an offensive lineman. If we make this guy cut back, we're going to get him killed. But what I, but also what I want to see also, like, when you talk about formulating toughness, I want to see the offense lineman go back to the huddle and say, Coach, run it again. Yeah, run it again. Like no more, man. I, I want to see it they, again. Cause, they don't work like that no more. Because that ain't that, – that ain't, no, no, no. We, we ain't even tosses no more. We going straight power, man on man. Because that dude – matter of fact, we running right at him. Like that's what I want to see. Like that's like that. Like that's the part of toughness. That's how you build toughness. That's how you get guys to think in a tough mentality. It ain't just oh look next next play. Can you teach that? I mean, we haven't seen it. Didn't see it much last year. Can seventy eighty? I want. I I, want to see guys go. uh, When I was in New When I was in New England, I remember they ran a play that they ran in the Super Bowl. They ran Wes Welker kind of up the seam. It was a back shoulder throw that Tom Brady missed in the Super Bowl. Okay? I get there the next year. We're practicing. The same play comes up. Right? Mm -hmm. They missed the play in practice. Tom overthrows Wes Welker. Josh McDaniels go, let's go, next play. Tom said, run it again. Josh McDaniels said, next play, let's go, let's move it. Tom said, run it again. Josh McDaniels goes, next play, let's go, move it, move it. Tom Brady goes, F that. This play cost us in the biggest game of our lives. We're going to run it again until we get it right. Well, no, we did. Well, no, we did. That ain't the same program. We lined up. We ran it two more times until it was complete. That's what I mean about building that mental toughness. That's what I mean about saying this ain't going to – this type of stuff, we ain't letting slide. So when people tell me, it's just practice, Jesse. Don't overblow practice. Well, when, should, when, 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 when do stuff get worked out then? If, if it's just practice, when, when should I overblow things? Because I, I remember when things didn't go well in practice, it don't magically go well in games. 
So when this type of stuff happens in practice, fellas, just FYI, as someone who's been in a couple practices before, it don't go well in the games. It don't. It, as my coach used to say, it don't happen by FM, freaking magic, when you get to Sunday. If you can't rep it, rep it right and get it right in practice, I promise you, nine times out of ten, it's not going to happen in the game. So when you begin to build these habits in practice of just letting things slide, just letting things go, missing assignments, not knowing that we got to stay front side on a crack sweep or whatever that may be, and you just let it go, guess what happens in the game? You do it again. In the moments where you can't afford for it to happen, in those tight, critical moments, that's toughness. I don't – that is toughness. Mentally and physically is being able to do what you have to do consistently every single time because in the game of football – you never know when that play is going to be the play that costs you or wins you a football game. Now, here we are this close to the season opener, and we're questioning the toughness of our team based off of this play that we saw in this joint practices. Now, you know. Now, it's not that play. When you watch the whole thing, when you watch our practices, the other practices, they're consistently things that we're, we're seeing. Like, we talked about the offensive line, all this carousel stuff. Right. Is he starting or is he not? He's a first-round pick. Is he starting or isn't he? <laughs> what, what are we second-guessing this thing? If he can go, he can't. Let's go. Let's move. There's all this imbalance and inconsistency. Like, that stuff is a carryover. I, Nate, Isaiah, please. Like, this stuff is a carryover. Explain to them. Like, when you, when you have all of these inconsistencies, now, when you're just like, well, we don't really know who's going to be our starting what. We don't know who's going to that stuff yeah, is a consistent, and, and, inconsistent that will carry over into the year, and then now guys will be guessing about what we're doing week one of the season. You can't afford to give that kind of advantage to any team in the National Football League that you're going up against because the games are so tight and they mean so much, and every play is a costly play, win or lose of that game. You need to have it. And so it ain't just this play. It's all through training camp. We're talking about the kicker. Right? We got to bring kickers in. Not because of injury, because the two guys that we brought in can't hit from 30-something yards. We're talking about uh, uh, offensive line and defensive line. The one mainstay that we've consistently talked about that's good is Micah Parsons. Yeah. Everything else has kind of been a toss-up week in and week out in the season, and we're talking about T-minus 30 days away from being You're going to make the sprinkler go off sorry. in this thing, man. Okay? We're trying, to keep the, we're trying to keep the fire alarm from going off in the studio, Jesse. Sorry. All right. It's so, oh, hey. Look, I want to make sure before I go to break, do you guys have any more to add to what Jesse's saying? Because I believe you're on to something with the mental toughness aspect of it, but I just feel like when we're questioning the intestinal fortitude of guys, it, we have to go a lot more in depth on this, especially with guys that put their bodies on the line each and every play in this league. So, I mean, them listening to this or anyone listening to this, it, it would sound to me as though you're saying that right now, we got a soft offensive line, and going into the season, we, you're, you're going in already saying that, look, we got some problems. Do, do, when, we, when we line up week in and week out, right, do people fear us? Like, do people fear mm -hmm. our offensive line? Five, six, seven years ago, sure. Yeah. Do people feel that no, way no. now? Mm -mm. Do people fear that they're gonna, we're going to be completely dominated? Like, when we talked about the Niners last year, and I know I'm going back in the past, but when we talked about the Niners last year, what did everybody kept saying? Me and Nate went back and forth because I laughed because the week leading up to the, to the Niners game, we want to go full pads. We ain't going full pads all year. And all of a sudden, we think we're going to get tough in a week. It was the worst matchup for us. Why? Because they were going to be physical. They were going to be mentally and physically tough from jump, and we gave them the ball. And what did they do? Exactly what they thought that we thought they would. Denny Green, we are who we thought they were. <laughs> and we let them off the hook. <laughs> well, look, we're going to take our first break and uh, let Jesse get some water uh, over here. We'll be right back on Hanging with the Boys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and Cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls. With Star Sports Tours, you can. 
Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Attention Cowboys fans looking for the best shave of your life. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Imagine not having to buy blades as often and getting more smooth shaves than your old razor, guaranteed or your money back. After more than 10 years of research and over 150 company patents, ShaveLogic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special offer. For a limited time, visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com now for more smooth shaves guaranteed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back to hanging with the boys. Back in action here at the SWBC Mortgage Studios. The second segment is brought to you by Blockchain.com. We've gotten Jesse Holly to calm down a little bit. Kurt Daniels to the right of me. I still have Nate Newton on the phone and Isaiah Standback. I will not do it. Uh, Isaiah, you are still there. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Y'all doing all right? Yeah, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. As you, sorry, as, guys. As you, can, as you can see, <laughs> if you could feel, it's already hot out there in Denver. There's no, it's hot in the studio uh, right right now with this guy. Huh? I'm just sitting back listening. He just sitting back. Well, look, on a po- on a positive note, let's, let's get to some positivity. Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb look good. Uh, C.D. Lamb it looked as though, man, he, he was baptizing some people. Uh, and so I want to talk to you, uh, Isaiah. You were out there. What did you think about the connection? Obviously, there were some errant, errant throws uh, by Dak, but overall, he had a good showing. Overall, it was, a, it was an okay showing. I mean, I, I know everybody's talking about the stats, and you guys, you know, more than me, yeah. more than anybody. Heck, I'm not a stat guy right on. for the most part. The majority of the passes that Dallas was throwing in practice yesterday were very dink and dunk type passes. They were they were short little, little quick out routes. They were flat swing routes, high precision, easy passes for Dak. So that was majority of what we saw yesterday. Some of the some of the plays that people saw, you know, obviously the post route to CD. That was an amazing route, an amazing throw. Absolutely, he turned that guy around. It was it was it was a highlight reel type of play. That's what you expect to see out of those guys, and that was amazing. Now he However, did he did fit some throws did. in to Simi Fajoko and to Noah Brown, though. Isaiah, those are some great throws that he made. I mean, come on now. Absolutely, but but some of those throws would not have gotten off. That, and that's and that's guess what I'm getting at. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. Some of those plays that you saw show up on a highlight reel uh, from Kemp out here would he would have got sacked. Hmm. So though those are those are great passes and. They, I, those are like Nolan Void in my in my eyes, and you know I, I go back to one place specifically, and I actually heard Dak Sam talking about it when he walked by, by walked by me yesterday after practice. There's a pass in the, in the back of the end zone, and it was it was actually they were doing red zones, and it was a pass I believe it was to CD, and it should have been picked off. It should have been. It was it was probably one of the easiest inter, you know potential interceptions that a DB can ever hope for. And it was just a mistiming. I don't know if it was mistiming. I don't know if that can be whatever it may have been. But 
it's one of those plays that I just can't write off as ah, whatever mistake, because those are the plays that come back and get you. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, and so all, all in all, I can't sit back here and say, oh yeah, he has such an amazing practice. The CD did amazing. They had their, they had a couple plays. They had a couple plays of which what was based off the opportunities that they were given, the play calls that were handed down, they did well with them. However, there were some other ones that made there were big uh-ohs that make you say, oh, no, we can't have that. Now, Nate, you talked to us. I mean, you gave us some nuggets from camp about Dennis Houston, and that was one of the things that I saw uh, from Dak as well. If you talk about those short in- intermediate throws that Dak made, those were going to Dennis Houston. Talk about him and his impact because, obviously, you know, he's somebody that Dak is looking for. Yeah, Isaiah brought that to my attention couple of weeks ago that watched this kid and we watched him and he showed up big in the little uh, scrimmages or so-called practices that we had that were padded but I want to go back to what I uh, what Jesse was saying and th- and that's what I'm saying Jesse I agree with you about the, about the toughness but I also believe that these coaches have to uh, go back and reiterate what they are trying to do too I mean uh, I'm, I'm not about to fight you know I'm about getting on the right guy and being with the right guy. Uh, our, our receivers are going to be all right. But, but like I've been trying to tell everybody that, I, that I'm talking to, if you never fix the offensive line, ain't none of this going to work. Like Isaiah said, he had some great throws, but they were sacks. Uh, you know, you get in the red zone, and what you see at the end of the, the highlight is he catching a pass that should have been picked off. These are the things that until we get consistent, until we find those five guys or those six or seven guys up front that's going to stop letting people leak in and, stop, and, and, and be the players that we hope for them to be at the end of this month when they play this first game, until we fix that front end, it's, it, we're going to have these sketchy do they, do uh, they need to, conversations. Do they need to go out and find somebody? Uh, maybe a swing tackle, but I think your first five guys, if you decide to go with that, is, is going to be okay. Like I say, it ain't just four guys falling falling apart all together. It's one guy here, it's one guy there. And to me, that comes down to coaching and making sure guys finish. You have to learn to finish. And what and in this new NFL, you don't get to finish. You know, a nine times out of ten, when a guy kind of halfway got you beat, everybody lighten up. Well, don't lighten up. Tighten up and finish. It's called start to finish from whistle to whistle. And that's what these guys are missing, uh, Jesse. They're not finishing plays. You let a guy just blow by, and then all of a sudden, oh, you know, we, you know, let it go. You can't let it go. You got to let this guy know that you're there. It's called being an irritant. You got to be an irritant. It's like getting something in your eye, and all of a sudden you can't get it out. So later you got to stop and say, man, let me fix my eye. These guys ain't doing that. Now, Jesse, you know. I got to ask you. We were talking about uh, need some help or hold what you got after the after the joint practice. Looking at these wide receivers, is the sense of urgency to bring in the vet the same as it was for you on Wednesday when we talked about this wide receiver? Group? No, hold what you got, man. But get the same five guys. Hold what you got. I, I'm still saying you got this week here. Hold what you got when you play against Denver. If ball, if ball be giving it up. If he's giving it up, you you gotta you gotta go out and you did you gotta change something. But right now you got five guys, you got six guys. But who is the backup guard, a swing tackle, however you want to put it? And who's your starters? Declare your starters, and let's start working on being consistent as offensive line. You know, and that'll fix half our problem. I think. I think we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, I think you still go get a receiver. I mean, life is going to get pretty interesting. He might not sit in the preseason, whether that be actual playing time or actual vanilla coverage. CeeDee Lamb's getting ready to see a ton of double team. He's getting ready to see a ton. Like, I, I, I just find it very hard to believe that a defensive coordinator is going to let CeeDee Lamb run free one-on-one when I can shut I can shut him out and then make Dak have to beat me with guys who don't have NFL receptions. I'm with you there. Like, think about that. I, I'm I'm a I'm a high quality. You think uh 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 Raheem Morris and company 
No. In Tampa Bay? Yeah. Going to let CD just run free one-on-one <laughs> coverage or zone it up and just let him? They're going to say, all right, we're going to take 88 out the game. And I'm going to see what this Tober kid going to be about. Because he ain't never caught a pass in the NFL. Yeah. I'm going to see what this Fahoku kid is going to be about. Because he ain't never caught a pass in the National Football League. I'm going to see what this Noah Brown think kid's going to be about. Because he only got 14 receptions in five, six years. And never caught a touchdown. And never, and none of the rest of those guys have caught touchdowns. So, I'm going to take away 88. And if 18, Houston, uh, 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 Fahoku, and so, if they beat us, I'm going to tip my cap to them and I'm going about my business. But what I'm not going to do is let the one proven dude – and the only proven dude on the field at the receiver position beat me. The other guys beat me. I tip my cap. We go back to the drawing board. See you guys later on. What you got, Isaiah? They got a bigger problem than that, though. See, and that's what I'm saying. Me and you got the same problem, but it, but my position is more important. Because if my position don't do nothing, don't nothing happen. And, and that's what I'm trying to say. You have to get solid in your offensive line and know who you are before these other guys can even begin to, 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 to go down the field or release off a, a one-on-one uh, defender or whatever. These guys, are, it's not happening because, like Isaiah said, you had everything short, immediate to short. You know, so they have to, solid, they have to get a solid offensive line, and they have to start playing that way because they don't play that way. Isaiah, you with, you with it or you, you want to start with the wide receivers and come back to the line? Oh, I mean, I mean, whatever you guys want to do, man. I mean, I'm, it's it's not it's not great right now. It's not no, great right not. now. And I, I, just, I just want everybody to, to know that, and it's not it's not hitting a a dog on panic button. But based off of what I saw yesterday, and, and again, there's a lot of other things that you know that we as former players would consider to be excuses, but you know. You know, coaches hit on them. You know, the travel, the elevation, the heat, the schedule, the getting bus to practice, the fans. You know, all these other outside, outside, um, you know, elements that could affect your performance. But that's performance. Performance is going to come and go. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. The thing that I need the fans to understand is what what Jesse is alluding to right now is there's there's that's character. Character is not supposed to be wavering character and identity aren't things that should be in question the the i mean man there's so many things i can hit on right now that i saw yesterday but i don't want to take the thing off the rail tech will kill me no but, go ahead man we already there so i give you i give, I give you we already there i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say names Okay, I'm not going to say names, but I'm, I'm going to put it out there. But prison, after practice yesterday, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson didn't go into the locker room until an hour and a half after practice. Yeah. Russell Wilson signed autographs. He signed autographs for the VIP section. He signed autographs for the regular section. He crawled underneath ropes. He went in there and did all the extra, went out there and talked to all the veterans, the Peyton Mannings, the Terrell Davises hung out, took pictures of families, and then did his media duties and then went inside the facility. At the same time, the Dallas Cowboys had players, not going to say names, they had players that were standing in the same region, fans yelling their name, let me get your autograph, let me get a picture. Their response is, I'm not doing autographs today. Yeah. I mean, and... and yeah, that's tough, man. That's a that's a tough one, and, and that when you used to talk about character wavering, obviously that's that's pointing to a whole nother thing, and and yeah, that's uh that that's that's pretty tough. But the one thing that I noticed yesterday with fans clamoring for uh, guys like Tony Pollard uh, to be more involved on in the mm-hmm. offense, um, did you see that yesterday, Isaiah? You were out there, and that was one of the questions that I wanted to direct to you. Was this curious case of Tony Pollard? And the way that he was used, we saw him and Zeke on the field at the same time and him working out yeah. of the slot. Good point. Hey, there's, there's a lot of that from what I've been seeing from the time that Nate and I were then. I'm down there in Oxnard to my time here in Denver. The, the Cowboys and Kellen Moore are seemingly trying to incorporate him uh, substantially more than they have in the past. The, the fans' voice, has, have, they have been heard. Okay, and they are doing all they can to incorporate both those guys on the field simultaneously. And I'm not talking about from the perspective of Tony Pollard lining up that receiver. That would be to his demise. 
he is not a route runner. Okay, he has he has a lot of a lot of attributes, a lot of skill sets, but he is not a route runner. Let's not make it. Let's not get confused. Uh, he's no Lashawn McCoy and guys like that that you can put out there and and give them the whole route tree and they'll be okay. He's not that today. But they are doing a lot of two-back sets. They're putting him out there in split backs. They're doing zone reads. They're doing lead back where Zeke's the fullback and TP's the, the running back. They're doing, you know, bunch sets where TP's on the inside and then they're doing fly sets. They're doing a lot of different things to incorporate him. And I'm sure they're still just only showing uh, a, a sample size of yes. what he intends to do when the regular season starts. But it's encouraging to see that they are attempting to get him more involved in the, in the first through second, first and second down. And Jesse, is that, was that something that you it. got? It. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll believe it when I see it. You'll believe it when you see it. But Jesse, <laughs> were you encouraged by that, just seeing the way that they're trying to in- involve Tony Pollard? Because the same thing that we talked about the wide receiver, having to bring in a, an extra body or bring in that veteran that can get that passing game going, were you encouraged by seeing Tony Pollard uh, in the slot? I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> we don't have that kind of show. I, I, I'm, happened, I'm just, I'm just saying, guys. Like for, we've been hearing this for two years now. Three years. Three years. We've mm-hmm. been hearing this for years, and 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 we've seen stuff in practice, and then all of a sudden we imagine get in the game, and where does it go? Right. Remember last year they were working on these secret plays and doing all this stuff. We never saw it. We never saw it. Heck, we never saw it. And I don't want to be that guy, but we no. never saw it. Mm-hmm. Even when, <laughs> even when uh, Zeke was injured. We didn't see we it. Didn't never, we never saw it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I know fans are going to say, oh, you're so negative. You're this, you're that. But I'm like, we never saw it. Ever. Ever. Never. So, so the secret plays are not there. I'm not saying they're not there. I mean, clearly they're running them in practice. <laughs> but we get to the game and they get lost between the travel from practice field to game field. <laughs> Not, not, but, but, right? We haven't seen it. Heck, when are we going to see it? I think now is the, is the time that you have to, especially last year you had a trio of wide receivers. Now you don't have that. You just, you just mentioned how C.D. Lamb is going to be double covered. What are they going to do to feature him, put him in a position where he can be successful? The only other weapons you have, I mean, this isn't by committee. You have to get guys involved in this offense if you're going to have any success. I agree with you 100%. This coaching staff and this offensive coordinator for, for years have found ways not to fully involve players to not strategically go out there and put players in really successful situations consistently. We've seen good games from them, and then we've seen some games where we're saying, uh, what, what happened to what we had two weeks ago? And, right. and, and it goes off the rail. So uh, forgive me for my pessimism, but I, I just have to wait and see if this is finally the year where Kellen Moore and company turns the corner and fully features guys who have the extreme talent that we all know they have in the games. Yeah, no sense in asking you guys the grade that you gave the joint practice yesterday. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing D's and F's all across the, the, the board uh, for everyone. Isaiah, am I on point with that? Are you, are you basically, you came away saying, no, nah, that's not it. Go back to the drawing board. Then what do you need to see on Saturday that's going to make you feel better about what you saw yesterday? Fight and execution. Fight and execution. Those are the two things that we're going to need to see on a consistent basis. And again, I wish I could have had, a, I wish I had an opportunity to see more of what the defense was, was presenting, where we were located. We were far away from them, so I was only able to glance over there every so often. But offensively, hopefully, hopefully, and actually had one of the coaches tell me uh, they were actually kind of happy that they got busted in the mouth. They were happy that the guys got busted in the mouth because they needed they needed that wake up call. So I'm hoping that that was a one time occurrence, and that what we see the product that we see on Saturday tomorrow is going to be something totally different, and it's not even going to be recognizable. That's my hope. Kurt, you got anything to add to that before we take our final break? No, let's head to break. I mean, I agree with him. You got to Nate. What about you? Yeah, <laughs> I just been listening, man. In one day. Before too long, somebody going to say, man, can we get five-star in our visit line? <laughs> man, we're going to take our final break uh, here. Stay with us for more HWTB. <laughs> but Brace you yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? 
If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the stars. Get autographs from your favorite players and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. But Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to hanging with the boys. Come watch the Cowboys practice during training camp at the Star, presented by American Airlines. Open practice will take place from for back-to-back nights at the Ford Center and the Star. Join us for Cowboy Night on Tuesday, August 23rd, starting at 4 p.m. and open practice on Wednesday, August 24th at 6 p.m. For more information, visit the star in Frisco.com. I'm Heckman Harrison here on the desk. We're hanging with the boys with Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, I got Isaiah Standback on the line, and also Nate Newton. And guys, you have successfully taken the positivity out of me, but I got a I got a subject that's gonna make me feel better. Okay, make me feel good. I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pour it on thick. And his name is Micah Parsons. <laughs> Stop it. His, his name is Micah Parsons, and he from from what I heard, from what I saw, number eleven was unstoppable yesterday in practice. So I'm hoping that the Denver podcast and, and media department is over there saying, boy, we need to pick some new guys on our front line because Micah came in town and wrecked shop. And I'm not calling the other 10 guys the Blue Notes, or, but I'm definitely calling Micah Harold Melvin because let me tell you something, man. This guy is getting it in by himself and doing work. Now, I'm going to jump out the cake, and I'm going to do this right now, Isaiah. I'm telling you, Defensive player of the year. It's, it's, it's happening. This guy, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm putting my name on it. Because this guy, unstoppable. Did he get gypped? Did he get gypped last year? Of course he did. Of course he did. With the 30 quarterback hits and 13 sacks, this guy was everywhere. But I think the way that Dan Quinn is going to use him and feature him, and and I've been trying to talk Nate into co-signing the whole hand-in-the-ground thing, but he won't do it. Nate. But I just feel like, man, he's he's so special, and, and the things that he could do on the field. It's just, man, I, I it, it's not going to be a sophomore slump. I just feel as though, you know, Michael Parsons is that. Year. Say that again. He'll be special again this year because they were using, uh, you know, in the same way as they did last year. He will be special. We have better players. We've lost the only person we've lost is Gregory. Everybody's a year more into this. He will still be that special guy. Maybe they just. Being vanilla with him right now, 
you know, before he, did, you know, they, they, they'll put that caramel on him, right? So, I know we went on, on, on a super negative note. Not even a negative note. We just reported what was actually out there. Absolutely. That was offensively. Defensively, from what I saw, from the one. Let's just address the ones, okay? Micah Parcel was in the backfield, and in the backfield often causing a lot of havoc uh, and making Mr. Number 3, Russell Wilson, very uncomfortable yesterday. That was a positive. It was more of what you what you have come to know Michael Parsons for doing, and so that was very encouraging. There was another gentleman by the name of Sam Williams. He did an amazing job. He's a rookie that doesn't play like a rookie. This guy is getting into the backfield. I love his attitude. I like his grit. I like his yes. physicality. He is bringing an element to this defense that was not present last year, and I am here for it. He was in the backfield a lot yesterday and causing havoc. Terrell Basham, somebody that we have to keep an eye out for tomorrow because he is, believe it or not, in a competition battle right now. He's fighting for his for his role on the team, but he did a great job yesterday. He had a pick six in return, one back for a touchdown. So there was definitely some positives, but there are positives from the side of the team that has become to know now as the leaders, the leadership side of the team, which is defense. This team is a defensive team now. Yes. And do you, I mean, when you say that, do you say that with disgust? Or are you saying this nope. is, this? okay, yeah. So Because the, the youth, the guys that you have on that side, especially with Michael Parsons, I mean, this is a special player that you know can lead this team. Look, I don't want to be cliche, but as they say, defense wins championships, right? And you feel as though you have a piece or a cog that can get you to that next level. And, Jesse, do you feel like he's that? Micah? Yes, I love Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. Currently, as we sit today, unless Micah Parsons sets himself on fire and makes it through practice without third-degree burns, there is nothing that he can do to get more high praise than me. <laughs> I, I wish I had 50 Micah Parsons. I, there's nothing I do not like about this kid. Every single time he puts on the uniform, he is a walking, dominant figure. He wants to eat your lunch every single – there's not a time where he doesn't want to eat your lunch. Does he have that toughness you've been he talking about? He has it, and I love it. I wish I had 30, 40 more of these jokers, man. So for Micah, for me, like, I don't even talk about Micah anymore. Like, I set him aside like, well, we know he's going to do what he's going to do. I-, I need 10 other guys to follow his lead. Like, so when you hear it says Micah dominated in practice, water's wet. <laughs> like, you know, you know what I'm saying? You like, know it's you know? You know what's encouraging? And we, we could talk about Micah all day long. The additions that this defensive staff made with the rookies this year, all yes. of them, I repeat, all <clears> of the defensive additions in terms of rookies have that same grit. So you're running to that Let's ball. Load up. trying to make plays. Let's load you know, up. Even to fail. Uh, a, a free agent, number forty-one safety. He's the same way. Uh, Sam Williams. Uh, that, that's who I talk about all the time. He's that way. Even when they make a mistake, it is a hundred miles an hour. You see, those are the guys I can go. Yeah. You know, in the proverbial war with, I can right. go with Micah Parsons. I can go with a J. Ron Curse. I can go with a guy. You saying like a guy like Sam Williams, because I know those guys. They gonna give me everything they got. It ain't going to be no plays taken off. It ain't going to be no – every moment is a moment where I want to go out there and dominate. That's the encouraging part to me is to have guys like that on your football team. And you hope, your hope is, is that it begins to bleed into other players. It begins to bleed into what they do can a, defensively. Can the toughness on defense bleed into the offense? Yeah, it can. It, it can. It, with the defensive line, because I'm telling you, uh, we experienced that. We know we added a few players like Eric Williams was great. We, we Larry Allen was great, but our defense was outstanding. But well, see, Iron has to good. want to and, be sharpened, and they, and they they allowed us to pick up, made us pick up our pace and practice. Exactly. See, it's like, about pace and tempo and knowing who to get, and that's that's what I'm hoping this offensive line can get the pace and tempo of what Denver did to them, and hope, I hope they can pick up their their tempo and their pace. When the, when the iron sharpened iron part comes into play, 
Like you, the the pulp irons have to want to be sharpened. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like when you when you hear about the the legendary practices, if if Nate was going up against Charles Haley, Charles wasn't gonna take a playoff on Nate because Nate wasn't having a good day. Right. He gonna try yeah. to bury you <laughs> every single time. Russell Maryland. Guys like that, yeah, Gant and 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 Lockhart. I mean, when, when you're playing against guys, you know, Ken, when you're playing against guys like that, Darren Woodson ain't giving you a break. He ain't trying to hear that. Yeah. So either you raise your level to what their level is, or you stick out like a sore thumb, and nobody wants you to be a part of them. Hmm. Now, guys, before we get out of here, obviously we have a scrimmage tomorrow with the Denver Broncos. We have scrimmage. We have a preseason game tomorrow. Uh, preseason. Oh, a glorified scrimmage. Yeah, well, 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 no, it's a preseason game tomorrow in Denver with the Broncos. And, Isaiah, you will be on the call tomorrow, correct? That's correct. Ma- yes, sir. This is your – This is your. it's not your debut. This is your second uh, preseason game, correct, that you've called? That's correct. Yes, sir. All good, man. Looking forward to hearing you on the call. Who are you going to be with tomorrow? I'm going to be up there with Bill Jones and Babe Offenberg. But Babe, and, and, and uh, I do believe that Kyle Yeomans is going to be on the sideline reporter. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's going to be on the field. So I cannot wait uh, to see that tomorrow. But, guys, I, obviously we're going to be talking about second and third string guys playing in that game next week. But just give me a name. And, I, and Isaiah, I'm going to start with you. Give me a name of a guy that you're going to be locked in on uh, tomorrow. Hmm. Dennis Houston. Dennis Houston. And why? Dennis Houston. Dennis Houston and Simi Fajoko. I think those guys are both vying for the same position. Now, obviously, the Dallas Cowboys have a lot more invested into Simi Fajoko, being that he was a fourth-round draft pick for them. But Dennis Houston has the trust of number four, QB1. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see which one of these guys decides to take advantage of opportunities given to them and all these reps they're going to receive tomorrow. Kurt, what about you? Uh, Kelvin Joseph. Sounded mm. like he had kind of a rough day yesterday. Oh, is he, he going to uh, take that next step here in his second year, or is this somebody we can rely on, or is he, is he not? So, Nate, what about you? I got on offense. I got uh, Tyler Smith. Will he prosper enough to take the starting job on defense? I got my boy Sam Williams, who I've been loving since day one, and then I got my boy Marquise Bell, Rattler, backfield. How mm-hmm. much safety work will he get? Jesse, who are you looking at? I'm looking at the middle of our defense. So I, I want to see Osa. I, I want to see uh, Watkins. I, I want to see all those guys who are going to be in that, that middle front oh, of that defense. I, I want to see Bohannon. I want to see what those guys are going to do because it does us no good if the centers and guards is up on our linebackers <laughs> as soon as the ball is snapped. If those guys aren't getting penetration and those guys aren't at least making it, you know, meet me at the line of scrimmage and not getting pushed back, that's going to be a positive thing. I want to see what we're going to do up front defensively because Leighton Van Der Esch, Anthony Barr, Micah Parsons, none of them can't roam and go get the football if offensive linemen are attacking them on the second level. That's a four-yard game, fellas. Right. You know, guys that just fall forward. So – can they do enough up front to hold that line to allow Barr and, and, and Parsons and, and company in the future to be free-flowing linebackers to go make some plays? So I'll, I'll be looking for those guys. And, and then one guy I do want to see is um, – um, 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 shoot, the DB, tall one. Nation Wright. No, the other one. Uh, Nation Wright. Uh, Israel Mukwamu. Israel Mukwamu. I, I want to see, see what those guys do outside because – Truth be told, like there's still some this you know, Diggs is Diggs, and you got Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, but there still have to be some spots that you ain't going in with three DBs. No, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to have some guys back there, and I, I want to see what those guys are gonna do on the outside um, against some against some speed, and, and and I don't know if Russell Wilson's gonna play or not, but. Uh, if he does, great. If he doesn't, great. But I want to see those guys in coverage. Yeah, all of those names that you guys mentioned are definitely at the top of my list. But Nation Wright, I'm glad you didn't take it. He's a guy that I'm definitely looking at. E-Honda, uh, Isaiah. Ooh, we're looking ooh. for those E-Honda hands. <laughs> and he is in the battle right now. I think you, you point out uh, Kelvin Joseph, who they did say, you know, obviously had a pretty tough practice. Oh, 
<laughs> yesterday his his name uh, pronounces that name correctly. The one name he got is Boss Man Fat though. <laughs> but Nation right. Like he weighed eight hundred pounds. A boss fat. Yeah, Nation, Nation Wright, uh, I believe he's had a good camp. Let's see if he can carry that over into the game because he's a guy that I think, you know, came in underestimated and has, you know, made a splash. And so, you know, as you as you mentioned, you can't have enough of those yeah. guys. Injuries will happen and occur throughout the season, and I think Nation Wright has an opportunity right now uh, to make that yeah. splash on this defense. He's already done it last year on special teams. Yeah. But, guys, that is Josh it for Paul. us. Josh Paul's another one we're going to jo- watch. You, you heard what you heard what Nate said. You heard what Nate said. <laughs> what he said. He said. He said. Uh, Kurt said. Josh Ball. He's looking forward to seeing Josh Ball tomorrow. So we got wrecking ball. The wrecked. Re- <laughs> you get so, wrecked. You're not wrecking. You're hey, wrecked. So we have worked OT here at Hanging with the Boys. I want to thank all of y'all for for hanging in with us. And look, we they, they they'll tell it how it is. You know, this is the people show. That's what it is, and that's what Isaiah's done. That's what Nate's done. Jesse, I appreciate you. Kirk, I appreciate you for Jip Jazz and Terrence in the back. This has been Hanging with hey, the Boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!